Let's go ahead and start on our backs. So you can just lie down. right hand to your low belly and your left hand onto your heart. Let your eyes close and just find your breath. Letting your practice begin in a very simple place, just observing, noticing. Notice that your body is breathing. As the body breathes, also notice what you're feeling. All of the different types of sensations that you might be able to connect to in the body. There might even be places where it's a little more challenging to connect to. There might be lack of sensation or less sensation. Notice all of that. Cultivating your inner observer might be one of the most important things that you do in your life. Observation creates awareness, and awareness is the key to all change, to all shifts. We must become aware before we can transform. So allow yourself to feel and to notice what's going on in your inner world. not with the thought of trying to fix or change any of it, but just noticing it, letting it be as it is for now.
the space of listening inside, choose one word to carry with you into your practice tonight. One word that really supports where you are. A word that meets you right here in this moment. And then bend your knees and place your feet flat onto the mat. Roll to your right. And then press your hands into the floor in front of your heart and find your way up. Find an all fours position. From all fours, we're just going to move through a few gentle rounds of cat-cow. So at your own pace, on your exhales, Round toward your navel. And on your inhales, open and expand away from the navel. Moving with breath. Beginning to connect a little bit deeper into your body. back to neutral. We're going to step the right foot forward a short step into a lunge. So help the foot forward if you need to. We're going to move into a stretch for the Achilles and the base of the calf. So just going to start to walk your hands forward so that your hips sink. Coming forward only as far as you need to to feel some gentle sensation of a stretch in the Achilles base of the calf. Now, if you come into this and you feel like you have too much stretch going on in the Achilles, then back off. You can walk your foot forward more and come back into it slow, and that should give you a lighter stretch. And if you aren't feeling really any stretch at all, then you would want to do the opposite, which would be to bring the foot back in closer toward the body and then come back into it. And for some of us, the heel will be grounded on the floor, and for some of us, it will come up. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting a deeper stretch either way. It's going to be an individual thing based on your flexibility and how the bones in your ankle are shaped. So don't force it either way. As long as you've got a gentle stretch going on, you're in the right place. So you're supporting yourself with your hands. You can have the hands flat or be on your fingertips or make gentle fist if you have any kind of wrist issue. 
head can be lifted or you can let it start to round forward. That's going to bring, bring more weight into the front leg, which is going to create more of a stretch. So just be aware. This will be our shortest hold this evening. Now using your hands and your back foot only, push into the floor so that you can walk the hands back. And when that front foot is light, there's no weight in it, slide the foot back and find your way into your all fours position. Just pause there for a moment, breathe. And then go ahead and step your left foot forward. Again, starting with a short stance and adjusting as needed. So when you're ready, you'll walk the hands forward so that the hips melt toward the earth. Looking for that stretch in the Achilles, base of the calf. For some of us, we'll feel a secondary stretch in the front of the right hip, maybe down into the quad a bit, depending on what's going on in our hip flexors and the attachments of the quad. So find your space. Don't try to make the pose look like mine or your neighbor's. Go inside, the way we did in the first pose, lying on our backs. Let your body inform you of where you need to be in the pose. Focusing on just the hands and the back foot, push into the floor, keep your front foot soft. Find your way to all fours. Pause for a moment and then connect the big toes together, knees can be together or apart, just sit back, find child's pose, take a short rest. Yeah. 
your way up to all fours. And once you're on all fours, you'll step your right foot to the outside of your right hand. So kind of a bigger step forward this time, foot outside of the hand. And then turn your right toes out so that they start to fall off the edge of your mat. So the foot's angled out slightly. And then again, we're going to walk the hands forward so that the hips can sink toward the earth. So once you've walked your hands forward and you've let the hips melt, you just want to check out a few things. You want to make sure, first of all, that your knee is either directly over your ankle or forward of the ankle toward the toes. So you don't want the knee behind the ankle in this posture. And the other thing you want to check in on is either the knee is right over the ankle or it drops out to the right. You don't want it dropping in toward your body. Okay. And then from there, think about letting your hips get very heavy. Let the hips sink. And you can keep the hands flat on the mat with the arms straight, or you can bring your forearms to the floor or a couple of blocks or your bolster. If the floor feels like it's too far away, you can always build the floor up so that it's closer. Head can be neutral, or you can let it hang. That's going to bring more stretch into your spine, so just be aware. Make sure that your body is in agreement with what you've chosen in your pose. Main point of focus is to allow your hips to be heavy, like that center point of a hammock when you sit into a hammock, how it sinks and hangs. You want your hips to feel that way. Let them hang. Let your jaw soften. Let the hips go a little bit heavier. If you're on your forearms, work your way up to straight arms. 
Once you're at straight arms, again, very important that you don't try to make the effort happen in the front foot. So use your hands and the back foot to press the floor away to work your hips back. Once your front foot is completely free of weight, then slide it back. Find your all fours position and just kind of sway the hips this time a little bit to the right and a little to the left. Come back to neutral and step your left foot forward. So left foot steps outside of the left hand. Again, turn the toes out to the left a bit so they start to fall off the edge of your mat. And then walk the hands forward. Walk the hands forward so your hips can sink. Adjusting that front foot as needed so that you have good knee alignment and the knee is not complaining at all in the joints. You're going to make sure that your joints are always happy in your poses. Let your hips really melt. Let them hang. And you can choose to stay on straight arms or work your way down onto your forearms again. Remember the two sides of the body might have a different history and you might be in a slightly different place on this side. No forcing, no pushing, no pulling, just ease into where you are. Using only your hands and your back foot. Press down to work your way back through the hips. Dragging the left foot along your mat to bring it back to all fours. And again, just shift your weight a little bit. Right and left, right and left. And again, find your child's pose. Take a moment to soften and breathe. Rest.
Find your way to all fours. So we'll find pigeon pose, which in yin is called swan. So it's the same basic posture though. Bring your right knee forward, sliding the foot off toward the left edge of your mat so that you have the right knee more toward the right edge of the mat and the right foot more toward the left edge of the mat. Shin is about at a 45 degree angle. I don't really encourage grabbing the foot and cranking it forward. Instead, just let your bones place themselves. Walk your back leg away a bit so that your hips start to sink. And then really mindful that you're not rocked off to the right or the left, but instead you're up and centered. Lock your hands back for a moment and pause. And then pull your outer right hip toward the wall behind you. Press the bones of your feet down into the earth. Reach the tailbone long toward the back heel and inhale, draw up the front of the armpits toward the ceiling. And then on an exhale, wave forward. Find a place to rest your forearms. Again, if the floor feels too far away, you can put a prop underneath of your arms or under your head. Head can hang or you can find a space to rest the head. Just a reminder that your joints should not be complaining in the pose. And if they are, make adjustments. If that doesn't do it, let me know, we've got some great modifications that can help nurture the knee while still stretching the hip.
these last moments of the posture, allow your hips to really soften. As we linger and the yin tissues begin to respond, the sensations grow. So keep softening into them, keep breathing into them. Letting the body do what it does best, which is heal. Given the right tools and the right time, the body can heal. It can bring itself into balance. Slowly walk your hands back. Walk up through your spine. And find your way to all fours. Let your hips shift a little bit right and left. Feel the changes that are beginning to happen in your hips. Bring your left knee forward for the second side of swan. So knee moves toward the left edge of the mat, foot moves toward the right edge of the mat. Again, letting the joints decide exactly where the placement needs to be. And then walk your back leg away. Not in any kind of hurry to get there. Just feel. Walk the hands back. Make sure you haven't rolled to the right or left. You're centered like you would be in a lunge. And then pull your outer left hip toward the back wall. Squeeze the feet into the floor for a moment. Pull the tailbone long toward the back heel and inhale, draw up through the front of your armpits. Just preparing your nervous system. And then as you exhale, wave forward, find a place to rest and let go. Give the body any support that it might be asking for. Let yourself settle in and become as still as possible.
See what you can soften here. It might be the mind. It might be the body. But let something soften. What we resist is what we create more of. What we push against will persist. That's why we should never go to war on anything. But instead, how can we soften? moments of the pose don't run away from the intensity I'm not encouraging you to stay in a place of pain that's never smart that's not part of practice but if it's just an intense stretch that you're feeling stay in it let that cleansing and detoxification happen soften into it Slowly walk your hands back. Gently releasing to all fours. And again, sway a little bit right and left, right and left. yourself out onto your belly. Turn your head to one cheek, release the arms at your sides, and just breathe here for a moment. Belly down, Shavasana, just resting.
your way up onto your forearms. Once you're on your forearms, you're going to draw your right knee up alongside of your body. So bend into the knee and draw it up along the floor. Okay, so some options. If you're feeling a lot of compression in your low back, there's going to be some mild compression for pretty much all of us. But if you're feeling a lot, walk your forearms forward a little bit, and that'll help you ease out of that. If you're okay with the compression in the back, keep the elbows walked back in toward the body. Now, you can stay as you are, or you can work more into the psoas on your left side by beginning to walk your arms over toward that right knee so that you're creating a bit of a side bend. It'll be a little bit awkward to get into, most likely. So take your time. Once you've found the position that you'd like to hang out in, start to soften your low back so that it hangs like a hammock. Head can stay neutral or it can go heavy, just remembering that if you let the head drop, that it's going to create more pull in the psoas and on the spine. Make sure your body's in agreement with that. your breath. See if we can really soften the muscles of the belly. Let the belly hang. Our society has taught us that our bellies should be hardened. When in fact, even though we want to have a strong core, our core should still have a quality of softness to it. If it's just hardened, it'll contribute to back issues and gastrointestinal issues. So let the belly soften. And maybe even start to soften those perceptions that you've learned to believe in about what a belly should look like and feel like. Now, wherever you are, 
You're going to start to work your way out. If you're in the side bend, I suggest bringing your right arm in toward your left arm first so that the arms are mostly together and then try taking the left arm out. That's just going to give you a little more support. Once you're back towards center and the spine feels fairly neutral and aligned with the hips, you're going to work your chest now flat to the earth. So walk the elbows out so that the chest comes down and then open your arms like wings, palms toward the floor and turn your cheek to the earth, whichever cheek feels best to bring to the earth. Let the whole body become heavy here. Whole body grows heavy. Feeling this counter pose to that compression in the low back. Letting everything soften. stay where you are or you can reach down with your right hand, catch hold of the right foot and start to extend the leg out to the side so that you're working more into the inner leg now. If that creates strain for any reason, skip it. Go back to where you were. Find your space of ease.
if you straighten the leg, slowly bend into the knee. Allowing the leg to slide again out straight behind you. Release the arms at your sides. Turn the head to the opposite cheek and just rest here for a moment. Find your way up to all, or excuse me, up to forearms. So forearms to the earth. Preparing for the second side. So you'll draw your left knee up alongside of the body. So again, if you're feeling too much compression in the back, you can always walk your elbows forward a little further away from your body. You have the choice to stay here at center, neutral. Or you can start to walk your elbows over toward your left knee, creating that gentle side bend again. Very mindful not to force or push. And once you've created the side bend in the body, start to soften the layers of the belly. Let the low back hang. Head can be neutral, or you can gently and slowly let the head lower.
in. If you're in the side bend, you'll work your way back to center. Think about taking the left arm toward the right arm first so that the arms are mostly together, and then move your right arm out. Coming back to neutral very slow. Pause for a moment. Start to slide the elbows out to the side so that you can work your chest down toward the floor. Take the arms out to the sides, palms down, and turn one cheek to the earth, whichever one feels most comfortable. Find your breath, let the body get heavy, soften. Again, you can either stay here or reach down past your bent knee and catch hold of the left foot, starting to extend that leg out to the side. This position should be a space of ease, so the only effort is in the hand that's holding onto the foot. If you don't feel at ease, go back to where you were earlier. Find ease.
Now if you straighten the leg, slowly bend into the knee, bringing that leg back behind you. Bring the arms at the sides, turn the head to the opposite cheek, and rest. Reach your right arm straight out in front of your body. Roll toward your right side. So right arm reaches straight out in front, so in this direction. And then roll toward your right side. Pull your knees in toward your belly and just lay on your side for a moment. Take a couple of deep breaths. And then find your way up to seated. Have your bolster or blanket handy just in case you decide to use it. And then scoot yourself over to the left edge of your mat. So scoot to your left. Legs go out in front of the body. And then you're going to draw your right foot back. And placement of the foot will differ for each one of us depending on what's going on in the joints. So the deepest variation, of course, will be to have the top of the foot to the floor. If your knee or your ankle are complaining about that, then there's other variations. You can turn the toes out to the right. You can also separate the knees. So find a position that brings ease into the knee and the ankle joint. Okay? Once you've found that position, Take a notice of what you feel in your right quad. So if you're feeling a lot of stretch already, a lot of sensation in your right quad, then stay upright at seated. If you're not feeling a lot, you can work your way back onto your elbows, either onto the floor or you can use your bolster to bring the floor up to you a little bit and bring your elbows back. Again, check in. Make sure the knee and ankle joint are still okay with what you're choosing. feeling a lot of stretch, stay there until you feel like it's time to move to the next stage. If you're not feeling a lot of stretch, you can scoot your bolster back. I like to turn it long ways and then you'll support your upper back and your head with the bolster. Of course, the bolster is optional. If your body's okay with going all the way to the floor, great. If it's not, then don't do it. Find your space and start to breathe into your right leg. 
you're newer to yin practice, things you might notice is that we're in the poses pretty long time. And that's because we're working into the yin aspects of the body, the yin tissues. So those are our connective tissues, things like fascia and ligament and tendon and sheathing around muscles. It's like a continuous web that runs through your whole body and contributes to tension and chronic inflammation when it's imbalanced. Postures also affect our bursa pads, our joints, and the bones themselves. These are all yin tissues. You might also notice that when you come out of a yin pose that it's a little bit achy. You have to move slow and sometimes you feel stiff. That's all part of it. The yin tissues react slowly. Again, that's why we linger. And so when we release, we do it slow to give them time to respond. There's less blood flow there. They need time. If you're one of those people who, when you lie back, your knee pops off of the floor, don't worry about that. It took mine about, I would say, a year and a half, almost two years to soften to the point to where the knee came back down to the floor. So give it time. Practice makes practice. No such thing as perfect. can you soften here? What can you allow to become more still? More present? moments so listen if you're in a seated position you can release from there if you're lying down you're going to roll to the left and curl up on your left side so just roll off of your prop Curl up on your left side and just breathe there, bringing the knees in toward the chest. Don't try to move the joints around too much, just breathe. And then push into your hands and work your way up. Once you're up, extend your legs out in front. 
And now you can move the joints a little if you want to, kind of curling your toes and releasing them or rolling the ankles gently. No sudden movements, just slow. And then when you're ready, scoot over to the right edge of your mat. Legs straight out in front and pull your left foot back. Now remember, two sides of the body often look very similar from the outside, but they might have different history and the joints might be shaped and put together slightly different. So don't force your body into the variation that the first side was on just to try to be symmetrical. So give this side the space to be as it is. Once you've started to settle in, check in with your left quad, see how it's feeling. If there's a lot of sensation already, just stay seated. If there's not a lot of sensation, work your way back to your elbows. Again, the sensation should be in the quad, not in the knee joint, not in the ankle joint. So be mindful. Once you're on your elbows, chill out there for a little while, breathe. And if your body says it's okay from there to drop all the way back, then gently find the support of your bolster for your head and shoulders or find the floor. There's no rush to get there, and your body may never get to a point where it wants to be flat to the floor, and that's okay. One of the main reasons that I started teaching yin yoga is because through educating myself in yin practice, I learned that the bones are not shaped the same in every body. And until you actually see <laughs> pictures of, of human bones lined up next to each other from different bodies and the drastic differences that can be in the bones, it doesn't quite click. And then the differences that can happen in your own body from left to right side. Make space for all of that uniqueness. It's there for a reason. The tension in your body isn't there to limit you. It's there to speak a truth. And we all know that the truth does, in fact, set us free. So let your body speak to you here. Even if it's not the most pleasant conversation that it's ever had with you. Listen anyway.
on your right side. Again, don't try to stretch the joints out yet. Just curl up on your side and breathe. Give them a moment just to hang. into the hands and slowly find your way up. Take the legs out in front of the body and again maybe moving the toes a little bit, maybe rolling the ankles a little bit. And then we're going to take one last pose. So find your bolster or you can take your blanket and fold it or roll it. And you're going to put it under your straight legs so that you've got a bolster or a blanket underneath of your knees. Your heels are on the floor and your sits bones are on the floor. Legs can be together or slightly apart, whatever feels good for you. It's important that you keep the feet relaxed, so legs are relaxed. And then simply fold over your legs. You're not grabbing the feet, pulling or pushing. You're just letting the body fold into itself. Let your hands be empty. Try to hold on to nothing. Just hang. Elbows soft, shoulders soft. Let the head hang. It's important that you don't attempt to lift the head, especially after you've released all the way into the pose. Just let the head hang. You can give the head support as needed, but if it doesn't need the support, just let it hang so that you can get that wonderful traction on your spine.
each exhale is an opportunity to soften. What can you soften? It might be a space in your physical body. It might be an emotional process that you've been holding back from. It might be a belief that's holding you back from being who you really are. something soften. important that you keep your chin to your chest as you slowly roll up. Don't attempt to lift the head. Chin to chest, head heavy, chin to chest. Chin to chest, all the way up. And then use your hands to gently assist your head up onto your shoulders. And then just pause for a moment, breathe, let your whole skeleton soften. Take our Shavasana with the crown of the head pointing toward the front of the room. And as you lie down, I invite you to do it slowly so that you preserve the work that you've done on your spine. So come onto one hip and one shoulder. And then gently roll onto your back so that you're really easing your way into the position. So crown of the head facing this direction. <laughs> that was very interesting. Half of the room <laughs> went the other way. We're creatures of habit, aren't we? All right. So as you start to settle in, take your feet at least mat with distance apart. Take the hands far enough away from your hips that the armpits feel that they're exposed and the palms turn open to the ceiling. Find your breath. As you breathe, notice your jaw. Allow your jaw to soften. 
Let the jaw hang. Jaw is very soft. Notice your tongue. Let go of the root of your tongue. Feel the tongue let go. Feel it drop away from the dome of the mouth. Dome of the mouth exposed and spacious. Notice your teeth. Let go of the roots of your teeth. Feel the gums melt. And the whole mouth becomes soft. Notice the front layer of your body. Notice the front of your body, including your face, and let the front body drop in toward the back body. Rest. Radhe, 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 Radhe,
Allowing your mind to slowly return. Allowing the mind to return to body and breath. 
Bringing gentle movement to your toes, your fingers. Running your way onto your right side, curling up on your right side. feel ready, pressing into the hands to find your way up to a comfortable seat, whatever that means for you. We're going to sound OM together. Find a full breath in. Let it go. Bring the hands together at the heart. Acknowledging your efforts for stepping onto the mat today. Only the courageous step onto the mat. It's a space of truth and reflection. Acknowledge that. Knowing that all you've cultivated in your time on the mat now expands into the world. Permeating all that you do, all that you are, and all that you're becoming. Thank you so much for joining me in practice. Namaste.